Welcome to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am, as always, your host, Doug Winters. This is episode 49, and it's absolutely my pleasure to bring you my conversation with wedding officiant Lisa Trena and what she has to say about the actual wedding ceremony, not the cocktail hour, not the four-hour dance party after that. I found to be truly moving and kind of inspirational. She really reminded me of what the entire wedding process is all about. So let's jump right into my conversation with the amazing Lisa Trina. I fell into this craft late in the game. I actually, it's 2011 is when I started doing this. And it was truly by happenstance. And I, I, again, I'm very fortunate and I'm very grateful that I have morphed from one role in my career to another. When I first started out, I was going to be an actor and I was going to rock the world. I never doubted my craft, but what they call acting is show business. And I did not do well in the business aspect of it. I did not know how to navigate through. The point I'm making is in 2011, I said, now what am I going to be when I grow up? <laughs> My cousin Sally, we were all hanging out one day at her pool in the Hamptons, and her husband was a wedding photographer. Oh, and wow. he said something about the judge or the person who was doing the ceremony. And I said, well, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What, what is this? He said, no, this girl, she, she, she got a license. She, she did. I almost fell out of my lounge chair saying, <laughs> this is it. This is my next act. This is what I'm going to do now. Really? The next day I came home, I registered to become a Unitarian Life Church member which is what you have to do. The next day after that, I went down to the city clerk's office to get my license, bought a book on Amazon, had business cards made, and I said, I'm in business. So $78 later, I was in business. So with that, I start making phone calls to my friends that were in the hotel and hospitality world. Wow. My first wedding was by my dear friend Leslie Blackburn, who is the... Who I haven't met yet. And you have to chat up with her because she'll give you some good stories too. She's delicious. Great. And I said, Leslie, this is what I'm going to do next. She goes, oh, I'll get you your first wedding. And she gave me the first referral, so I had to meet the people too. Sure. And the first wedding I ever did was for an Asian couple, and they said, we need to do a tea ceremony. I was like, sure, no problem, I can do that. And you... Googled it, figured it it out, (laughs) and and I've been off to the races ever since. I have been very grateful for this next act in my professional career. It is hopefully the one that will take me, you know, to the end. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is something that brings me great joy, and I love doing it. I get to be with people during the happiest times of their life. And for me, I consider it a privilege for them to let me into that. One of the most important things I tell my clients is this. Yeah. You're having a party, but something has to happen before you have that party. And the reason why you're having that party is because you're getting married. So I know that you can really get caught up in the, what am I wearing? What do the rings look like? What's the floral design? I got to listen to the band. Is Aunt Ruth sitting with Uncle Bill and are they still speaking? All of that nonsense that goes on. And I don't want to say nonsense. I take that word away. No, no, no. All of the elements that make a marriage party and a marriage celebration 
are all afterlude to the this prelude. This is what we were talking about. Like, how much of it is about the actual marriage? And that's where I come in. Yeah. And that's where I say to them, when it's all said and done, you're about to profess your love to somebody, mm-hmm. and you're going to do that in front of a lot of people. And that's a very intimate situation to be in. Yes, To it tell is. somebody that you're going to love them for the rest of their life is very personal. And what I have to do is I have to create the safe space for them to be able to be free enough to do that freely and lovingly and openly. And that's my first and foremost goal, is to put them in that safe environment that where they can express their love to each other. And it's very funny because I'll have people that say, are you a, are you a therapist? <laughs> because we were so nervous until we started talking to you and you make us feel so calm. And I take my cue off of people. Do you want a lot to happen in your ceremony? Do you want a lot of involvement in your ceremony? Or do you want to leave it all to me? I work off of your, your cue. What I don't want this to be is hard work. I want this to be a joy for you. And I want you to enjoy this. And I want you to remember it for the rest of your life. Because what, what people who aren't in the industry might not be aware of is that the ceremony is really 20 to 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I don't think ceremony should ever be any longer than that. You can just tell somebody you love them so many times without... Yeah. You got to leave them wanting more. And there's (laughs) where my theatrical and acting background comes into being. Yeah. So in in one essence, I get to, for lack of a better word, perform a ceremony. I get to give them the performance they need to do what they have to do to marry. And I am entertaining their guests as well. Because a ceremony could be really intimate and it could be the best thing that ever happened between the bride and the groom, but the audience is bored. I can't do that. The way a ceremony is set up is the bride and groom walk down the aisle Mm -hmm. and they're facing the officiant. They're facing you. So they have their back to the guests. How do you do that? Well, I don't do like turn that. Them? I turn them. Okay, good. And I always ask them to angle out. Good. So they okay. are playing to the audience. That's your theatrical background. Cheat, cheat out, cheat to the audience. It's all about the choreography of yeah. it all. And then I, what I do is, based on what they need, is there religion? Is there no religion? Are there two different elements of religion going in? Is there somebody that needs to be honored? Have, are you going to have participants? Do people want to come up and do readings? I was going to ask you about that. So there's a whole array of things, and I am very much on book when I do it, and I create my ceremony in chapters. Oh, okay. So this is not improvised. No, I'm not one to improvise. I mean, that doesn't mean that the yeah, funny spontaneity, yeah. one line comes in or something comes out, sure. but for the most part, I'm on book. Okay. There's a lot of elements that I want to make sure I get covered. You know, who am I acknowledging? Who's of this world? Who's not of this world? We want to remember grandparents. We want to remember, you know, people. Yeah. Then they'll have their exchange of their vows. Those are, again, personal things that have to happen. I find that I, I create a very tasteful, enjoyable, inclusive ceremony. So when I usually leave them 
going back down the aisle, mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Fabulously Happy. <laughs> that you'll, that, yeah, that you could easily never see again. A yep. lot of times, most times, I get people, repeaters. Okay. I've married people a couple of times. Who I told you Leslie Mastin taught me the term legacy client. Legacy client. There is no greater satisfaction than when I'm leaving the room and a guest will come up to me and say, that truly was one of the most beautiful ceremonies I've ever attended. Oh, wow. That's, I, I get that. And I'm so grateful. Because that's what you're going for each time. I'm going to give, I want, most important, I want the bride and groom to have the happy, and or the grooms, or the brides. You know, because again, I do a lot of same-sex marriages right. as well. Right, right, right. I want the couple to say, this was about us. And this was exactly what we wanted. In today's day and age, there are no rules. You right. can do and you can perform and you can create a ceremony exactly what you like. I'm not in a church. Right. I'm not in a temple. Mm-hmm. I don't have rules. And that's the beauty. The so rule- if someone's Jewish and someone's Catholic, mm-hmm. but they don't want a priest and they don't want a rabbi. They get me. And how do you... I will incorporate some Jewish tradition. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to break the glass. We're going right. to do the seven blessings. Mm-hmm. We're going to circle the bride. You know, however you want to do it. I can't do Hebrew. <laughs> I don't do Hebrew. <laughs> I don't do Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would massacre Trina it. sounds Italian. Trina, my, yes, my, um, I am American of Italian descent. So yes. That's really first and foremost. I'm an American first, but my heritage is Italian. Right. If you were in Italy, no, my no. last name is Traina. Ah, but okay. here in the United States, I'm Traina. Right. And a lot of people always thought that I just don't know how to say my name. They say they think I'm using my Bronx accent when I say Traina, oh, as that's opposed funny. to trainer. I'm not a yeah, trainer. Yeah, I'm not a trainer. I'm a trainer. <laughs> yeah. So, but I just I really love it, and I would never. I don't know how to say this properly, but I never act as if I am a rabbi or I am a priest. That would be sacrilegious. Mo- well, no, shrink, I'll be a shrink. Okay. I'll be a therapist for you <laughs> because I am a good, very good sounding board for a lot of these kids, yeah. especially the kids, yeah. the young ones. But I do marriages. I've, recently, I did a marriage. She was 75 and he was 82. Wow. Loved it. Great wow, couple, that's great. You know. But anyway, the point I'm making is I will never claim to be a rabbi or a priest. Right. I'm just a vessel. Yeah. I'm a vessel to convey your religious beliefs or traditions through me. What do you think it was at your aunt's, I mean, at your cousin's it was in just, the Hamptons? I don't know. It was a thunderbolt. The one thing that drives me crazy is cell phones at ceremonies. Mm-hmm. I, nine times out of ten, I'll make an announcement, and it's usually at the couple's request. Yeah. They would want, they want you to be in the moment. They want you to enjoy this, and they don't want people posting anything. Most couples don't want their stuff posted until they do the first postings. Sure. It's respectful. And they want to choose mm-hmm. how they look as a bride and groom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, you know that if you're in the third row and you're all the way on the edge and you've got people's heads and right. you're only getting them from the side or what have you, it's just... Oh, I talk to photographers about this and they say... Oh, they're in the way. You know, what their, what their job is is to listen. Is to witness. And witness. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, and enjoy. So 
my job is to make it as if there should be they should be eating it with popcorn, you know, and watching the, okay. the show. Again, it goes back to there's a reason why there's a party. There's a reason there's a party. There's a reason there's a party going on. I, I love what I do. I am grateful to be doing it. I consider it a privilege. I consider it an honor. It's something I take very seriously. I love it. I love it. Everybody's getting married differently. Who's getting married in a park? Who's getting married in a That's museum? That's right. There's Who's a- getting married in a little hotel? Who's getting married in Brooklyn? I mean, Brooklyn has just exploded. And, you know, I, I go to Europe. Like Como next week? Yeah. It's going to be very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm grateful for that. I, You're staying I, with George and Amal? Um, yes. George invited me to stay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I had never heard of Lake Como until George Clooney put it on the map. Well, he kind of did. He did. No. You have very interesting people on your um, podcast. I, oh, thank you. And you've really covered, I think, a lot of bases. When I was saying that I was going to do this, I was like, well, gee, what am I going to talk about? I had nothing. I had no idea what I was walking into with you today. The most important thing is what you said. All I care about is the next 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's what really matters. And again, I'll, I never want it to be hard work for them. I want this to be joyous. And what I will always tell people is, remember that anything can happen. Go with it. You might want to cry. I've had these couples. Oh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I said, okay, we'll see. And they laugh hysterically. Really? Because your emotion, if you're in the moment, you should be living in the moment. So that means you should be reacting in the moment. And it, it was very funny. I had one couple, you know, I can't do the vows. It's like, it's great. I do repeats after me anyway. Re, you know, I'll... <laughs> repeats after me. I'll do the repeat after me. I'll do some I do's. I'll do some ring exchanges. If you want to exchange vows, that's fine. That's great. It's welcome. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, maybe I'll make reference that you exchanged personal vows privately the night before. And we go back to that element of personal and private and how much they do want to reveal in front of their guests about the promises they are and vows they are making to each other. I used to meet most of my clients in person, Mm -hmm. but I also have a very international clientele. I have a lot of clients that come from other countries. And so I do that via Skype or FaceTime or WhatsApp. That's how I'm interviewing people. Okay. And when... Or they're interviewing me. And then when it comes to um, a relationship that we're going to book, they're going to book me, uh, I will then speak with them, again, via that format. And I love it. For example, this morning, I had a couple from Europe, from England. They'll be here in two weeks. I was just wrapping up with them, you know, what I wanted to talk with them about. And I want some backstories because... In the wedding, I'm also talking about them. So I'm giving them stories. I want your audience to have the story, you know, how they met, how they got together, how did they, how did he propose, you know, the elements that make the marriage personalized for them. So that was this morning. But the bottom line is I put my shirt on over my pajamas. (laughs) That's great. It really is great to be able to video conference with people because you really see them better than if you were just on the phone with them. And as I said, I don't sometimes meet them for the first time until I'm hugging them for the first time. Lisa, thank you so much. You're such a pleasure. Uh, I I thank you for um, including me in this. I'm, I'm very 
grateful for. You gave me the magic thing. You really did. You said, there's a reason there's a party after this. Because a lot of times when people are, they talk to me about literally everything that happens after this. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about the cocktail hour, but it's the four hours after that that's the party mm -hmm. that I care about. And I want them to know that I've got their back no matter what happens. Drunk Uncle Harry's not going to come up and sing Danny Boy with the band. <laughs> I promise, <laughs> you know, well, and I know this because I'm there, Right. I've got the mic. Well, what I'm hoping to do then for you, mm -hmm. I'm getting him in that room in a good mood. I'm setting you up for a great night. That's my job is to start this thing off right. You start him and I end him. That's it. I love it. <laughs> Doug, it was so great to chat with you. Lisa, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're done. <laughs> How great is she? That's Lisa Trainer, a genuine wedding officiant. And I love what you had to say about the whole wedding process. You can find Lisa at lisatrainer.com, T-R-A-I-N-A. And you could find me at dougwintersmusic.com and on Instagram at dougwintersinc. Once more, I want to thank Lisa for her incredible warmth and generosity of time and insight into what it is that we do. I will see you next time with episode 50. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.